are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. See, if you see yourself as a failure and talk as a failure, all of God's Word is not going to do you any good as long as you talk that way. See, you're going to have to change your conversation because your conversation, your speech, is the forerunner of the event that's going to happen. You can speak death to it. You can speak death to the devil's words or you can speak death to God's Word of promise. Now, that doesn't mean that it'll kill the promise. It just kills it as far as you're concerned. Now, let me give you, for instance, you take people that's been taught all their life, and many of you may have been raised in a church that taught that baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, went out with the apostles and now of the devil. <laughs> well, if you've been taught that all your life, you'd believe that, wouldn't you? See, it is your faith in that Word that makes it alive to you individually. See, they can't kill it for you. They can kill it for them. But they can't kill it for you. The Word of God's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. See, if they talk against it with their two-edged sword, they can kill it as far as they're concerned, but they won't kill it as far as you're concerned. You can mix faith with it. So your words transmits that image into your spirit. See, God's Word transmits that image to you. And if you'll take God's Word and speak it and proclaim it, it transmits that image into your spirit. You get an image of success. You'll get an image of healing. You'll get an image of whatever it is the Bible promises. If you let me examine your Bible for about 15 minutes, I can tell you what you believe. And I can tell you generally how you think. Because, you see, if you've got all the suffering scriptures underlined, if you've got Paul's thorn in the flesh underlined where it says, where Paul said, I'll gladly glory, <laughs> then I know that you're sick and afflicted and you believe it's God's will that you suffer. And you'll have all the suffering scriptures underlined. And the sad part about it, you may never get your healing. Because, you see, you're deceived into believing, well, God wouldn't heal Paul, so he probably won't heal me. God's teaching me something. Now, you look for an individual's Bible. He's got all of the faith scriptures underlined. He's got all the confession scriptures underlined. And you can pretty well tell where he's headed and what he's believing. Because, you see, he's got an image. He's built his image on that. Now, see, the other person's built their image on the suffering scriptures. Now, it's good that people are willing to suffer. You know, I admire some people that's willing to go through all the suffering that they go through in life. But they don't have to, see. They don't know it. Many of them don't know that. They don't have to go through that. They think they're pleasing Jesus with their suffering. Now, let me say something about that right here before we get you disorientated on it. If it's necessary to suffer for the gospel's sake, then yes, we ought to suffer. Now, are you listening to me? That means if it's necessary for me to teach the Word of God that I had to suffer some reason for that, then that's the kind of suffering. We ought to endure that suffering. But to just go and receive something that Jesus already delivered us from, sickness, disease, poverty, and the things that were under the curse of the law, and think that we're pleasing Jesus, we're just as wrong as we could be. And we need to understand that God's not putting suffering on His children just to check them out and see how they'll do. 
Now, they may get into some things until they get the knowledge of God and stay in it a while. And certainly, if it was necessary, as in some foreign lands, to suffer for the gospel's sake, then if it meant preaching or not preaching the gospel, then certainly you ought to preach the gospel. You understand what I'm saying? But to just go and fall down and play dead and let the devil run over you and think you're glorying in the fact that you're suffering for Jesus. Let me tell you something about Jesus. He doesn't get glory out of your suffering. He gets glory out of your victories. And he gets glory out of your prayers being answered. Now, we've got the power of the Word working in our behalf. David said that it's better than silver or gold. And Joshua, Joshua 1.8, God told him, Don't let the Word of God depart out of your mouth. Meditate in it day and night. Observe to do what's written therein. Then you'll make your way prosperous. See, the Word of God spoken out of Joshua's mouth was doing a couple of three things. First is causing faith to come. And faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things desired. So he's gaining the substance, the power force, the spiritual force to cause the manifestation of the thing he desired by speaking God's Word concerning that. And then it's changing his image. Now, you know, he come out of a group of people that's wandered 40 years in the desert. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many miles. Somebody said, well, just a few miles over there. I've never really looked to see just how far it was to where they ended up going, the Canaan land. Spent 40 years trying to get there. Well, they wandered in the wilderness because of their disobedience. And see, some of those that Joshua and Caleb was there with them, it wasn't their disobedience, but because God's Word's out, they had to wait 40 years. Now, Joshua and Caleb had this image within them. They never let that image deteriorate. Their words were the forerunner of the event that was to take place. And so God tells Joshua, when he takes over the leadership of Israel after Moses died, he said, now don't let the word depart out of your mouth. Now, I see, we kind of skipped over this a little bit ago where Moses spoke unadvisably with his lips. He kind of got harsh on the children of Israel about what they had done. And he spoke some things to them that he shouldn't have done. And it cost him being able to see the promised land. Not only that, he struck the rock when he, God didn't tell him to. The rock had already been struck one time. And that rock was a type of Jesus and he was only to be struck once. And when Moses struck that rock twice, then it was bad news. Because he disobeyed God. And sometimes if we're not careful, we get the same ideas, you know, about some things. We kind of make up our own rules as we go. I guess Moses thought, because I struck it the other time, I'll just do twice as good this time. <laughs> I think after he got through boasting a little bit there and raking them over the coals, he had the wrong spirit. And he spoke unadvisably with his lips. Now, see, the word... God's Word transmits the right spirit to you. See, words transmit spirits. You speak fear-filled words, and it'll produce a spirit of fear in an individual. See, the Apostle Paul said God's not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. And faith is a spirit. Now, the spirit of faith or the spirit of fear, it's transmitted by words. And strife. Do you ever notice you can transmit strife with words? If you hadn't, you'd learn it pretty quick. See, you transmit with words. You transmit images. You transmit spirits. 
That's why it's so wrong for us to quote what the enemy says or what somebody says. It's contrary to the Word of God. It transfers that spirit to you. And we need to be careful. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. You don't want the spirit of the enemy. You don't want the spirit of fear. You don't want the spirit that is not of God. The life force of God is in His Word. God's Word perfects the image inside you. And that's what Joshua was doing there. God told him how to do it. He said, meditate in the Word day and night, observe to do all, don't let it depart out of your mouth. Then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. Now God told the children of Israel this in the Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. And He told them how to apply it, how to work it. He said, don't let the Word... Well, that's what he told Joshua. Don't let the word depart out of your mouth. But essentially, that's what he told them. He said to speak the word. Hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God. Hearken to it. Take heed to it. Not only just take heed to it, but hear intelligently, observe to declare and speak it louder and louder. Now, when you look at that in the Hebrew, that's essentially what he said. You hear my word intelligently. And you declare it wholly, completely, far, fast, louder and louder, what I have said. And then he goes on to tell them what would happen. Observe to do. You do that and then you observe to do the thing the Word said. Then he said, all these blessings will come on you. And they'll overtake you. Now, he didn't say that you'd be going down the road and the blessings would meet you. He didn't say that. He said, you'd be going one way, and the blessings will come from behind, going so fast, they'll overrun you. They'll run you down. How many of you have been run down by the blessings lately? Well, we need to go back and check up and see what we're doing. See, the words they were speaking and declaring were to be forerunners of the events to come. And when we proclaim what God says, we can have the results that God said if we're releasing faith in that. Now, you understand that you get some dingling out here that's just going to say it because, well, he said I can have it if I say it, so I say it, and I'm just going to see what will happen. Like one fellow said, I said 300 times in one day, I had a new car but didn't get it. Well, you know, there's a lot of flakes floating around. See, he got the formula, but he didn't get the principle. You have to live this Word of God. It's not going to work just because you say it. But the saying it is involved in working God's plan, see. That's why Joshua was commissioned to do what he did. The Word produces after its kind. Ask yourself, what image are you producing by your words? See, the Apostle Paul says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the edifying that it may minister grace to the hearer. Now, let me ask you something. Who is the number one hearer of what you're saying? <laughs> You'll find out it's you. You're the first one to hear it. Your voice is picked up by the inner ear. And it feeds directly into the human spirit, into the heart of man, what you're saying. So, when you let corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, you're not ministering grace to the hearer. And you're the number one hearer of what you say. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week is book offer number 7506, entitled Changing the Scene and Shaping the Unseen. 57-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $10. It's important to learn to look at the unseen. 
When we look at the unseen, we're looking at the promises of God. All the promises of God, the Apostle Paul said, are yes and amen. In other words, God's already said yes to everything he's given you. And you should be saying, so be it, so be it. Thank God it's mine. I have given. It's given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. I sow bountifully. I reap bountifully. My God has made all grace abound toward me that having all sufficiency of all things, I do abound to every good work. There is no lack, for the Lord is my shepherd, and I do not want. This is the way you look at the unseen. You speak the word until you see yourself with it, till you see it manifest in your life. Now, chapter 2 in this book is called Faith is Unseen. Faith is a spiritual force. You can't see it. You can't handle it with your hands. It is an unseen force. It comes from the Word of God. Paul said, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing the Word of God. Now, that's the St. Charles translation. I said it a little different. But faith comes by hearing the Word of God over and over and over again. It gets on the inside of you. It becomes a spiritual force that will change the things that you see. Faith is the substance of things. What things? The things that God has given us. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You have to learn to look at what God has given us, not what you have. Offer number 7506 for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $10. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Kemp. Reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.